attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All aboard. Hi, everybody. Hey there. Guess what? We're finally here, Dana. Week 10, like for real this time. Not like fake week 10 last week, episode 10, but like real for real episode 10. I feel bad for everybody who listened last week and had to listen to us <laughs> figure that out for about five minutes at the top of the show. But it's episode 10. We're 10. I hope they found it endearing and not annoying. <laughs> but yes, we're at 10. Yay. I don't know. My husband was like, oh, look, you can actually do episode 10 today. And so. Oh, I don't appreciate that snark, Kurt. <laughs> it's the British. It's the British snark uh, on a Friday morning. Um, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> he was just being snarky. There's like there's like a it. level of British um, sarcasm that you uh-huh. have to either be British or be married to a British person to fully grasp and understand their level of sarcasm and that it is endearing. It's just there are days the snark is up there, but I love him dearly. And yes, here we are. Episode 10. I will probably be yelled at for calling him out (laughs) at the beginning. I hope you are. (laughs) I hope you are. And Kurt, I hope you, I know you're listening because you're one of our four listeners and know that we appreciate your snark. We do. And your British accent. Yep. And don't worry, everybody, soon, 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 you will be hearing from the man, the myth, the legend himself, my husband, Kurt. Um, yeah. I think we're, we're toying with a little husband's episode here pretty soon. So could be pretty fun. I love fun. this idea. We'll have, yeah. we'll have the husbands on, the Disney husbands. <laughs> so uh, it's been a week. Um, it's been a very long week. So last we talked to you all, we were Wait, gearing hold up. on. What? Adam. Even more important, we are exactly one week out oh from our god. Disneyland vacation. Oh my god, it's true. One week. Yeah. One week. One week. We're one week away, one baby. Week. One week from now, we're gonna be like running around our apartment trying to grab all the baby things that we will undoubtedly forget half the things. But yep. uh one week and we're gonna be there. And I cannot wait to see your smiling face at the Orange County Airport when we get in. Yes. Oh, we need to we need to offline about how we're going to do the logistics of getting oh, to yeah. the hotel and stuff. But we yeah. will be there picking you up. It'll be great. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. And what great timing, right? Because with all this news came out that's just going to be to our benefit here in the next week. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I I I want to I want to recap everybody on our anticipated drama that we talked about last week. So mm-hmm. we were bracing for impact, gearing ourselves up for another virtual waiting day with Disney um, as because you, we talked about you sent me a gif from Devil Wears Prada of gird your loins, <laughs> yep. which is very appropriate it's about where we were, because this is what our fourth time in the last two months having to deal with the never ending mm-hmm. Disney virtual queue. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so as we said last week that Ogus Cantina is reopening and it's a coveted, we're, we're basically, as we said, we're trying to get the Holy grail of dining reservations at Disneyland this, this trip. And we've, we've done really well. We've got uh blue Bayou. We have lamplight lounge and we have um, Carthay circle alfresco dining. So, yep. The last piece of that puzzle was getting into Oga's Cantina. So, folks, oh, boy, it was another night. I mean, <laughs> so I 
because we never know. Like normally, right, dining reservations open at 3 a.m. Pacific time for both Disney World and Disneyland 60 days or 100 day, 60 days out. 60 so days out, yep. Disney keeps announcing they're going to open up reservations for new restaurants that are reopening and all this stuff. And so we don't know if it's going to be at midnight, 3 a.m., 6 a.m., like – Zero idea because Disney does not like to tell you when the reservations are going oh, to be no. available online. No, so no. we're plus so, that's all out the window. The sixty day window is out the window right now when things yeah. are reopening, and they're like, "Hey, we're going to open this, and starting tomorrow, you can make reservations." So that's happening a lot, both East Coast and West Coast. Yep, yep. So, oh boy. So I was on Twitter and I just did a little search for Oga's Cantina to see if anybody was like grumbling. This is the night before. And somebody posted, I hear that they're going to open reservations at midnight. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll take the bait. So I at midnight get on. And of course, there's no Oga Cantina reservations available. It's still saying temporarily close. I was like, okay, fine. So I set my alarm for 2.59 a.m. Get up at (laughs) 2.59, get on the app, nothing there. Uh, also check the website. Like I went to both through the app and through the Disneyland.com. So I was like, okay, fine. So I go back to sleep. I set my alarm for 5.59 a.m. Because for some reason, my brain decided that we're going to just try this in three-hour increments. Uh, get on at 5.59, nothing. I wake up again at like 6.45, and I just happened to check because I woke up. And the app, this was new this time. They finally figured out our little trick about trying to get reservations in the app. The app mm-hmm. auto-directed you to the website. So it was saying you temporarily cannot book dining reservations on the Disneyland app. So then it redirected me to the website where then our favorite Big Thunder Mountain never-ending Mickey riding around on Big Thunder Mountain popped up. <laughs> and I was stuck in a virtual queue. And I think that's when I texted you being like, oh, my God, virtual queue. Here we go again. Yes, you did. Um, yeah. But then it was a quick wait. It was the shortest virtual wait ever for Disneyland.com. And I was in and I snagged us a party of eight for a Saturday midday, like perfect. Go sit in the nice cool air conditioning uh, and have some cocktails at Oga. So we did it, folks. We We did did it. it. We are going to hit our holy grail of dining reservations on this one trip. In in 48 hours, we will eat at and drink (laughs) at four of the, like, coveted dining locations. I can't wait. It will be so much fun. This is just going to be fantastic. Yeah, we're going to be slightly broke by the end of it, but... um we're going to be slightly full. broke. Oh no, we're we are going to have to like put our house back up on the market after this trip for yeah, sure. You know, but it's worth it because we had good food and good drinks and good times, yeah. right? Right? That's yeah. that's the responsible parenting lesson of the day, right? <laughs> like, Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um so anyway, it's really exciting. I can't wait. I am super jazzed to get back into Ogas. It's one of my favorite spots at all the parks. Um it's just fun. Like and the fact that it's going to be packed, like somebody had posted pictures from the reopening day and yes. no social distancing. Like folks, I, California is like a whole new world these last couple of days. It's a whole new world. <laughs> You can't reference can't something sing, Disney and sing not that, sing it. Um, yeah, but California is it's 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 crazy. Like we've we've suddenly decided COVID is officially over in the state of California. Um, I went to Target yesterday and I was like, 
I am not going to wear my mask because I am vaccinated and I'm just, I'm going to go in because Target has said, if you're vaccinated, come on in without a mask on. And that's with the California and, guidelines and everything. I was the only person in the entire store without a mask on. Whoa. Yeah, it was weird. Like, and I was getting looks and I was like, you know what? I'm, I feel good. Like I'm vaccinated. I, I feel fine without my mask on. I, we've traveled to places that have had the, gotten rid of the mask mandates for a while. Um, if I wasn't vaccinated, I would feel differently, but, uh, it was weird walking around and maybe this is a very like Bay area thing. Cause everybody up here has been like basically beaten to submission about all things COVID here. Like we've had some of the stringest lockdowns in the entire country have been in the Bay area. Yeah. Um, yep. and the mask policies have been around longer up here than the rest of the state. And so maybe it's a thing and people are just afraid to do it. But like I went to Starbucks this morning and I walked in without my mask on. And again, I was the only person in there without my mask on. So I don't know. Wow. Look at you. You rebel. I went to a Starbucks last on on the 15th and met up with a friend. I wore my mask going in. There were a whopping four other clients, guests in there. And then all the employees were still wearing their masks. I didn't wear my mask when I went to go pick up my drink from the bar. And I felt very uncomfortable. I felt like I am basically naked right now. It's so weird how we've gotten so used to it. I mean, I guess a year over a year of having to do something. I I think it's going to be a slow, like people are going to slowly start getting back to not wanting to wear masks. Maybe. You know, all of our non-Californian friends who are listening to this are just laughing at us. They're like, guys, I haven't worn a mask in months. This is like but, this is like yeah. Californians when we're like, oh, it's 60. It's cold. I need a winter coat. <laughs> <laughs> well, so everybody, that's the big news is the 15th masks were um, lifted from the state of California as well as Disneyland. And that news came in super last minute. Yep. It was a big deal. So on June 15th, last Tuesday, Disneyland opened to not only guests who who have been vaccinated do not have to wear a mask, but they also opened it up to out-of-state guests. So I, I'm sure you saw the same social media stuff I did, that there were some lines you know, down the street and super crazy long, and they're not social distancing any longer, or they're not enforcing that any longer. I have also heard from other friends, I have a friend who's there today, that it's not nearly as insane as those social media um, images made it look. Yeah, that it's I, very calm. Well, and I think it's going to actually, when we get down there next week, I'm, I think the big difference is going to be They've now actually removed the social distancing markers. So when we were there before, like even for Touch of Disney, they had the please stand here, please stand here, please stand here that they had all over Disney World um, when we went in October. And so I think lines are going to be better. Like you're not going to be there's not going to be the mandated six feet like Disney has basically been like. Woo, we're done. Like, we're going back to normal. I mean, they're literally, so the masks, and then it got announced today. So there's been this, like, back and forth in California between the governor and this group called Kalosha. So quick educational lesson for our wonderful listeners. Kalosha oversees all workplaces in California. So they are, like, the board that decides what health and safety rules are being imposed on uh, workplaces. So Disneyland is a workplace, right? It's not just a place we go play. It's it's people's place of business and work. So yeah, they had it's been back and forth and back and forth. And so originally, Kalosha changed the rules again and said, no, 
employees must still wear face coverings till at least the end of the month. Then something happened yesterday and Governor Newsom put an executive order down and said, nope, as of today, the 18th, employees do not have to wear masks if they are fully vaccinated. So that just changed. Disney has not said, but my guess is because they just announced at Disney World that employees who are vaccinated do not have to wear face coverings. My guess is by the time we're down there next week, I think they're going to have made an announcement that employees at Disneyland can go without masks if they are vaccinated. Wow. That's pretty crazy. I know I just had a call with a client for travel planning and she was asking about character meet and greets. And she's like, so what are those? Like she hasn't been to the parks in decades. And so I was telling her like in normal non-COVID times, you can hug the characters, you can get right up close. And right now it's still the distance, but she's not going until mid-July. And I was like, I'm telling you that this is how it is today that you cannot take a photo, you know, shoulder to shoulder with a character that could be completely out the door once you get there mid-July. Can we be honest though? Like maybe the distance meet and greets is a good thing. Like some of those smelly, like costumes and everything else. I don't know if I want, like when Noah's a little bigger, I don't know if I want him like running up and hugging up on, you know, Stinky Winnie the Pooh or Tigger. Uh, no. And there's always bad You're going to change your Tigger. tune. You're going to change Disney your World. tune the second that little boy is a toddler and is able to <laughs> run up to Winnie the Pooh or Mickey Mouse or whoever it is because your heart's just going to melt. Uh, and as a former character, I will tell you that they are very good about cleaning those costumes daily. You're going to have the germs of the previous families that saw you <laughs> on there, <laughs> you know, but like, you they know do clean those costumes. Of. I think my fears come from having lived in New York City for so long, and we had like the off like the off-brand Mickey's in Times Square. That oh, like, we have those here in Hollywood too. <laughs> yes, or Vegas. Vegas has yes, them. That's yes, like, like, and then who? Like, why? Why are you paying these people money to stand there and take a photo with them? What is wrong? Like, no, oh. I like I've never. And I loved how New York was like, fine, we can't because it's a public space. We can't force you out of here. But they literally made boxes in Times Square. That these like fake characters have to like <gasps> creepy Spider Man, creepy Mickey. Yeah, they literally have to stand in their box <laughs> in the middle of Times uh, Square and they will get oh ticketed if they go outside of their box to try to make money to take a photo with some unsuspecting European tourist or something. I don't know. It's that's bananas. I had no <laughs> idea that was going on. I don't think that's going on here in Hollywood, but now I got to go drive down there on Hollywood and Highland and see, because they're always out there. You get the Mickey Mouse with one eye kind of falling down closer to his yep. nose, and then you got like 17 Spider-Mans out there yeah, yeah, and yeah, a yeah, Batman. Yeah. They made a really cool documentary years ago about the characters on Hollywood and Highland. Um, it's, I mean, but the Times Square ones... Oh my gosh. And then it became drama because they were competing. So they all like fight with each other and they have their territory. Right. So then it became this like competing thing because you had the like creepy Mickey's and creepy Spider-Man out there next to the like Vegas showgirls, the topless showgirls with their things painted over. And then parents were complaining like our kids are coming to Times Square and seeing these topless people. Then you have Naked Cowboy in Times Square, which if you haven't heard about Naked Cowboy. Oh, a classic. Yeah. So like (laughs) Times Square is a nightmare and I do not miss it. Like we we had a just quick tangent. We had a friend in town and we for the first time since moving to the Bay, we went to Fisherman's Wharf. Oh, yeah. Nightmare. Nightmare. It's like oh, San really? Francisco's Times Square. Like it's so it was 
a zoo and just tourists everywhere. There were like panhandling and this and that and everything. And I was like, no, I'm good. Don't need to come back here. It was bad. It was bad. Very disappointing. It is really touristy there. But I do like, I like where the Ghirardelli factory is or the shop and factory. We did. And- so we ended up going there. So we walked all the way through and went to Ghirardelli and got really yummy ice cream that was you think disney prices are bad ghirardelli square ice cream shop prices we had three ice creams for the three of us Uh uh-huh yeah 47 dollars (laughs) no oh my gosh what'd you do buy the whole store no i literally had mine was the um it was the vanilla cherry flavor right because i love cherry Mm -hmm. ice cream with dark chocolate fudge on top of it and then everybody else had a very similar thing, and it was $47 for all three. That fudge was racket. $8 alone. Yeah, racket. Racket. That's insane. Anyway, um, if you're in the Bay, avoid the area. So uh, so masks. Yeah, so it'll be interesting when we get down there. I mean, I'm like, it's going to be close to 90 degrees when we're there. I'm looking forward to us not really having to wear them. When we're there, uh, we wore them in October at Disney World, and it was fine. By the end of the day, your, like, ears were getting, like, at Disney World, because it's so humid, like, the straps behind your ears were getting a little, like, uncomfortable and, like, skin bothering. So, yeah, it'll be, it's gonna, like, I feel like next weekend is gonna be the first time we've, like, had a sense of some normalcy um, in the world. Adam, this just in my friend Katie, who is at Disneyland yes. right now, I asked her how the crowd levels were. And she said it kind of depends on the areas. It gets a little bottlenecked. But overall, they are not bad. And the longest she's had to wait for a ride is 30 minutes. I like the sound of that. Yeah. Well, they So more Mouse Musings this week. Um, really quick, they got rid of the virtual queue at Indiana Jones. So, yes, they did. Because with the reopening of California – you can now queue inside. So they were able to reopen the like indoor queuing at Indiana Jones. So that makes it a lot easier. So they got rid of the virtual queue there. Just kind of a bummer because I would really like to see Disney do more like Universal does of these virtual queues where you reserve your space in line later and then you can go do other stuff while your spot in lines being held on to. I agree. I mean, we've talked about this before. I think a virtual fast pass system is definitely going to be back in place eventually, whether that is tomorrow or like a couple of months from now. I have no idea. But as the speed of the um, unveiling of news with Disneyland and Disney World, my guess is we'll have fast passes back in a few weeks. You know, it's been like light speed, like Star Wars light speed with news. Like. Yeah. I would love to see Max Pass come back. And if it magically came back right before we went, I would be a very happy camper. But I don't think that is going to happen. More more breaking uh, news? More breaking news from my friend Katie, who does listen to the podcast, is going to probably <laughs> laugh that I'm reading her texts <laughs> on this podcast. I asked her how many people are masked right now, and she says between 30 to 40% of the population. Interesting. Not as many as she was expecting. Yeah, I mean, I think in California, I'd expect to see more people voluntarily wearing masks than in Florida. But that said, I I feel comfortable being down there without a mask on when we go down. I Yeah, I do too. I want to be very clear for anybody listening. They are still asking that those who have not been vaccinated wear masks. Uh, they are not checking. You don't need to bring your vaccination card. It's on the honor system, and we hope everybody is 
honorable. Um, and that also includes children. So we do know that children have not been vaccinated yet under 12. Uh, those who have not been vaccinated or are children do need to wear a mask when they are indoors. Even when they're outside walking down Main Street, you don't need to wear a mask, vaccinated or non. But indoors and unvaccinated, you do. How do you think Ray's going to handle having to wear a mask like when we're in a queue somewhere that goes inside? I will be putting my mask on with her in solidarity. So when we're waiting in line for a ride and we're inside, I want her to be safe. I want to show a good example and I'll be putting my mask on with her. Yeah. So I don't know how she's going to handle it. I think she's been so wonderful about wearing masks anyway. You know, we just hold it up and say time to put your mask on and she puts it right on. So I don't think she's going to bat an eye about it. But I don't want her to feel isolated as the only person in our eight person party that has to put a mask on. (laughs) What are your thoughts on if they change the rules again by next week and say she doesn't have to wear a mask inside? How are you going to feel? Because I know there's we're still waiting on vaccines to be approved for younger kids like where as a mom where where does your head sit on that she will still that's a good question she'll still wear a mask inside even if they change the rules and it says they don't care i'm still going to put a mask on her when she's inside because she is still not vaccinated and yes i am aware that the um covid hasn't affected children to the level it has adults and elderly but I really would feel more comfortable for her health and safety that she wear one until she has that vaccine. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Look at you, smart mom. I'm trying to be a good, (laughs) smart mom over here. Some days it's really hard. (laughs) Um, So a couple other quick notes uh, to mention. Um, Are you watching Loki? On Disney Plus. No, and don't spoil it for me. We're okay, going to watch it tonight nothing, on the big screen. Nothing will. Nothing that I'm going to say will spoil it. But I am very into the fact that if you've been paying attention, uh, Loki. So at Avengers Campus, like we talked about the other week, lots of character interactions, like tons and tons and tons of character interactions. So what they've done is they brought Loki in. And when they first opened Avengers Campus, Loki was in his like, you know, green gown and garb and all that from Avengers. Mm -hmm. Then Loki premiered on Disney Plus and he has a change in attire because of where he's at. And so last week at, at, at Avengers Campus, Loki was dressed in that uniform and he had some escorts with him that were part of where he, because we all know the premise for the show. He like gets a Tesseract and disappears during Endgame, right? And yes, then, yeah. Or was it, was it Endgame? Yeah, it was Endgame. Yeah. So he disappears when they go back in time and then he disappears and screws up the timeline, right? And if you've read any of the previews, you all know that the big plot of this is he's involved with the Time Variance Authority, the TVA. So that mm-hmm. doesn't spoil anything. Um, so at Avengers Campus last week, he was in his outfit. He was in the TVA with TVA guards because of the show is progressing. This week, he's now updated his outfit to match what Loki's wearing in the show this week. So I can't wait to see what they do with the show oh, next wow. week and what he's going to be wearing when we get down there uh, and see him in Avengers Campus. So really, like... 
I think that's like just creative marketing. It's pure marketing ploy, but it's super creative and fun that you can like see that they're they're keeping it in real time. And Loki is wearing what he's wearing as his story is unfolding right now on Disney Plus. I love that. That is so cool. And also probably the theme park costuming department is like having a conniption fit over all of this, but I love that they are doing that. And I will give them credit. The actor they found to play Loki in the parks actually looks like Tom Hiddleston. So. Oh, I believe it. I, I stand by uh, that. They always have great casting down here because it's Los Angeles. It's Anaheim. It's California, but they find some of the most beautiful and most accurate people to play the face characters at Disney. Um, and then the other thing that I'm super excited about, and we're going to have to get a photo with, so please watch Loki before we come, but there's okay. this cartoonish character in Loki named okay. Miss Minutes, and she is amazing and sassy and Southern, and like it's you just have to see it, but there is now a photo op at uh, DCA near Hollywoodland before you get into Avengers Campus, apparently, with Miss Minutes, so that is something oh, that I cool. have to go do. Um, the other one last thing that I'm super excited about, they just announced. So, you know, like I feel like the Disney problem is there's hot coffee everywhere, especially at Disney World, right? Like you can always get hot coffee, but finding cold coffee is for some reason a hard thing to do. Unless you go to like unless Joffrey's. you go to the Starbucks. Yeah, the Starbucks or Joffrey's, right? Like those are your yeah. two options. So there is now a new option for some cold coffee over at Docking mm-hmm. Bay 7 in Galaxy's Edge. They have released the Cold Brew Black Calf, which I'm super excited about. And we're going to have to go have. So it is cold brew coffee with sweet cream cheese, cold foam type (gasps) stuff on top, topped with cocoa puffs. What? Yeah. I don't know about the cocoa puffs. I'm like cute, I guess, to make it look Star Warsy. But I'm really like I'm into the cold foam stuff that Starbucks has been doing. So I'm really curious to see what this sweet cream cheese cold foam is going to taste like on top of a cold brew. When it's like 90 degrees and we're in Galaxy's Edge waiting in line to ride Smuggler's Run, this is going to be really tasty because, oh my gosh, we can eat and drink in line again. That's a new thing. (gasps) Wait, we can? I missed that news. Yeah, because you're not wearing a mask. So you can eat and drink. The only reason they stopped letting you eat and drink in lines was because people were like pulling off their masks. I think I told you all about like the guy we saw at Disney World that yes. like, was fake drinking his water bottle. Yeah. So now masks aren't required in the lines. We can eat and drink in lines again. So you know what? You know what? We're gonna have a normal trip back to Disneyland. I know it's weird. Normal ish. Right? Oh, I'll, I'll put a little weird. tiny asterisk there because there'll be some things, but mostly we're going back kind of how it was. No, there won't be fast passes and there'll be kind of odd crowd stuff. And we will be kind of probably still pulling masks up and down. At least Ray and I will be. But I'm really excited about this being more or less a normal Disneyland yeah. vacation. Yeah, I, I think for the most part, it's it's going to be there won't be fireworks yet. We're, we're coming in. No, like but a that's the other early. big news, guys. They're coming back. The fireworks are coming back at this early July for both Disney World and Disneyland. And I'm super excited. I got to be honest. I have a small child, so I have not watched the fireworks in like four or five years because she's already asleep by 8 p.m. So I am excited. I, she's at that age now that we can keep her up and make her watch him. Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious to see what Noah's reaction is going to be when he – sees fireworks for the first time because right now he's in that super like 
soaking everything in. Like his eyes are wide open. He doesn't want to sleep during the day because there's too much to see and too much going on. So A, I'm really excited because there's a ton of rides that he can actually go on. And apparently he can go on the new Spider-Man ride, which seems bonkers to me. Oh, he can? That's another question. Katie was just asking about the height. Yeah, I think babies, I think there's no height requirement on the Spider-Man ride. Okay, I'm telling her right now. Okay, good. Good to know. But um, so I'm excited to take him on it just to see his face. Like, I'm not even going to be paying attention to the ride. I'm just going to be staring at his face to see him, like, just being like, what is that? Or, like, we take him on Small World, which I cannot wait um, just to see. Expect to ride Small World at least four times on this trip because it's Ray's absolute favorite. Fine by me. Kurt will run the opposite direction, but we, you can take Ray and I will take Noah and we can ride Small World four times and Kurt and Ryan can go off and do something else. Uh, Adam, I just got like so sentimental and realized that this will be the first time we get to take both of our kids I know, together to a Disney because I've gone park. with you and Ray, but we yeah. haven't been able to go because, you know, he's basically almost five months old so like this is a new thing oh this is going to be really great um so speaking of kids this kind of leads into our big thing we're going to talk about today but uh we've mentioned before in some of these like parent trap tips right like this place called animation academy over at dca that is a great place to go cool off sit in the air it's cool it's quiet the music disney music's playing and it's a great place for a little one to Fall asleep and have a quick little nap. Meet Elsa. Fall asleep. Do yeah. your thing. Guess what? It's reopening. Um, so that's the last bit of news. That As California has reopened all the indoor parts of theme parks, Animation Academy has reopened as well. I'm super excited. It's my favorite section in all of California Adventure is that Animation Academy. And I will tell you why here shortly. But yeah, like Adam said, we figured now would be a good time to do an episode where we kind of dedicate a conversation to going to Disneyland and California Adventure with little kids. It's different than when you have kids who are about 10 and up. We're talking about those kids who are really like six and under today and some really helpful tips that we have learned, especially me in the last four and a half years of my daughter's life um, that have become invaluable. And we almost have these tips down to a science when we go. Um, I would also say that everything we're going to describe pretty much can translate to Florida as well. So if you're going to Disney World soon, you can use pretty much all these same tips. Yeah, I I feel like I need to soak all this in because I have this like fantasy in my head that like it's going to be super easy and fine bringing Noah and it'll all be great. And I forget that like we did Touch of Disney when he was, you know, a little over two months old and just wanted to sleep all the time. So now he's a lot more active at almost five months old. So this will this yeah. will be some good stuff. Okay, so I want to start off with I get asked this question a lot, especially with clients. Is there a good age to take your kids to Disney? And that's Disney World or Disneyland. My response is any age is a good age to take your kid to Disney, even under one, even 17, whatever their age is, they're going to have the best time. I think it comes down to you as the adult managing your expectations of how that trip is going to go. So while we talk about what it's like to take young kids to Disney, I think factor that in. If you have not been to Disneyland or Disney World 
uh, with small children or you only went as an adult, you probably went from like coaster to coaster and thrill rides and you got there from sun up to sundown. That's not going to be this vacation. Shh. That's not how it's going to no. be this go around. No, we're just going to park him, right? It's fine, right? Like I can just wheel him up in the stroller, park him, and then Kurt and I can <laughs> no. go ride a ride and he'll be waiting for us at the bottom, right? No? No. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, Adam. Um, then you need to just take note for this whole conversation we're about to have. But really, take your kids. You're going to have the best time. I know that before when when – my daughter was like six months old. I thought, I'm not going to take her quite yet because I want her to remember it. Sometimes those early years are not always about their memory. It's about you seeing them and having all of that fun joy. So take them, take them as young as you want. Just know that the younger they are, the more you're going to have to factor in breaks and naps and such. But it's totally doable. Just take my advice on that. Yeah, I feel like we're in a sweet spot right now, right? Because Noah is still, he'll be in the stroller for most of the trip. And we were, we're honestly debating stroller or like the strap him onto us method but i think we'll maybe we'll do a combination of the two but um i i think we're lucky that we're still in that sweet spot where he's content to sit in a stroller for quite a while yeah and like fall asleep would, and hang out and so versus like when he starts getting really mobile then we're screwed yeah yeah well you know you won't because it's just that's how parenting is once they become mobile your whole set of parenting skills kind of change i i view parenting in general as like it's like leveling up or unlocking a new level in a video game like once they start walking well now you're in a new level and you have to go around your house and baby proof stuff and you have to do all that that you didn't have to think about before and so honestly that's how disneyland is too the different ages kind of level you up but I want to start off first by talking about like planning and packing with little kids. So packing is a big deal. It depends on the age. If you have kids who are under, not potty trained yet, then you know what you need to bring and diapers and such. I'm not going to really focus on too much of that. You already have your diaper bag prepared for that kind of stuff. But if you've got kids who are a little bit older and you're going in the summer, it's definitely important to think about like bringing a change of clothes for you know if they get into some water activities or anything like that. We love a stroller clip-on fan that you can buy from Amazon. They're like twenty dollars and yeah, they say, are battery operated. No, because I have one, so I'll just bring it down. Okay, if you great. need it, you can use it. Yeah, because I was I was a little worried with the heat and with with him like i'm like i don't want him like and sorry i have to apologize the neighbors above us moved out and if you hear banging in the background because i don't know what they did to their apartment above them but there have been construction workers in there for (laughs) days like basically rebuilding the apartment above us so i have no idea what's going on so if you hear banging i apologize it's construction upstairs sorry but that's it. All so the good. fan thing, I was like, yeah, I was really worried that like he would be getting too hot or something like that. So good, good call on the fan. We have two of them, so you don't need to worry about it because we'll bring both of them down for this trip. But especially if you're doing a Disney World trip and it's super hot and humid there, buy one of those Disney fans or what, buy one of those clip on fans because they'll be really helpful. Here's another tip that I learned, especially when you've got toddlers like that two to six age range. Go to the dollar store ahead of time. 
and buy a bunch of those little tiny toys that can be big surprises when kids might need a little present. If you're flying to Disneyland, it's great to have a couple of those toys that you can pull out on the on the airplane and be like, look, you got this little thing. Here's what I will tell you. The dollar store is fantastic. I'm sure you all know this, but they sell Disney stuff in the dollar store, the 99 cent store. So you can go in there and buy a dollar Mickey figure, or you can wait till you're on main street and buy a $15 (laughs) Mickey figure. Um, If you, if we're back into the days of autograph books, buy them at the dollar store, buy a bunch of coloring books and those little coloring, you know, pads or activity books, throw those in your backpack. Those are going to be lifesavers when you sit down for meals and they need an activity and it's going to save you so much. Yeah, I like this as opposed to like, you know, we've been there and we've seen the parents like bust out the iPad to occupy the kid while they're at a meal or something like that. And, I, you know, I, I get that there there's a lot of good stuff. And look, I'm not above an iPad. We bring it on meals. Sometimes we do not bring it to Disney, mostly because we just don't want to lose it or get it stolen or anything like that. So go to the dollar store and get some of those activity pads and don't show your kid any of this stuff until it's in the moment. That's another Ooh. tip I learned. Keep it in the backpack. Pull it out, make it a big to-do, a surprise. Oh, look, we went to the store. We bought you this Mickey figurine or we bought you this fun coloring book that's Disney-themed and let them go to town. Ray does a great job with a coloring book and a, you know, or a coloring placemat like most of the Disney park restaurants have uh, and doesn't need the extra stimulus of an iPad. If you want to bring your iPad all for it, go, go ahead. But we just don't want to lose ours. Yeah, that makes sense. So, and yeah. I, I just, um, I really like, I can't, I say this now, maybe this is like um, new parent rose colored glasses looking at the whole thing. I'm like, no, we're going to try really hard when he gets older, not to do the screen, not to do the like sit down <laughs> so dads can have a quiet yeah. meal together. I, I have a feeling that's not going to last, but I think Kurt and I are going to try hard to do let's it. Let's check in <laughs> listeners. Let's check in with Adam two years from now and see how that's happening. Um, I will tell you, I had that same noble ambition <laughs> of no iPad. And guess what? We went to California pizza kitchen the other day and she had that iPad and she's got her own kid size headphones. So yeah. All right. Noted. But we're okay noted, with it. Noted. It gives us a moment of sanity. <laughs> okay. So let's, oh, oh, here's my other super pro tip to any any listeners who are, this is both for Disney World and Disneyland, but if you're driving and you're not staying within walking distance to Disneyland, put in your backpack, put some PJs and a toothbrush and toothpaste in there. So we did monthly trips to Disneyland and we would bring her pajamas and the toothbrush, keep Oh, I can hear them. Yeah, I, again, I don't know what happened to that apartment up there. It's been days of this. Anyway. <laughs> well, we would keep a toothbrush and pajamas in the car. So when we got back to the car, it was late at night, usually like 8 or 9 p.m. She's already really tired. We'd brush her teeth, put her in pajamas, and let her pass out on the drive, which is about an hour from Anaheim to Los Angeles um, until we got her home. So, so bring those things. So I remember you doing this. Well, the last time we went. And so I thought, yes. so Kurt and I got to take Noah to his first baseball game on Monday. We went to the Giants game and it was super fun. And I thought it was a night game. So I thought, let's bring yeah. his pajamas because we're he's going to eat his last couple meals of the day at the game. We'll bring his pajamas. We'll change him. He'll fall asleep in the car seat on the way home. And then we can just get him into bed. 
Not so much. That was a real cute idea. I think the poor kid was so overstimulated from being at the game and the lights and the music and everything. He was, I sat in the back seat with him on the way home. I've never seen, his eyes were so wide, not, had no interest in sleeping whatsoever. We did get him Uh in the pajamas, but his eyes were just wide open. Like he had come off some kind of crazy trip. And like, <laughs> and then he finally, I think it was like 11 o'clock at night, he finally settled in his crib and passed out. But Oh, poor buddy. <laughs> Aww. Well, I would say if you're doing Disney World, just know that like you're going to have an hour from inside a theme park to your resort. So I would argue like bring those pajamas and the toothbrush there as well so you can brush teeth put pajamas on while you're leaving magic kingdom if it's a long bus ride back you're already in pajamas it's just one last step you have to worry about especially with little kids who are probably going to fall asleep on that bus anyway all right so there you have it on that one um Let's talk about timeline. I I always recommend getting there earlier. If you've got little kids, you know that they're already early risers (laughs) or never sleepers like you have, Adam. (laughs) Just plan. I know you got to get all the coffee in your veins. Do that, whatever it is. Get there early because you want to maximize their best hours. And usually those best hours for our daughter is like nine to noon. So we want to do most of our rides in that timeline and get everything that she wants while she's kind of bright eyed and bushy tailed. And we know like once noon hits, she's getting sleepy She used to nap in her stroller, which was really great. But by then, we kind of want to sit and do some de-stimulation for her. And that's usually go have lunch somewhere and let her just kind of not have to stare at rides and and shows and attractions for a minute. So get there early if you can. If you're going to Disneyland driving, just factor in probably an hour's worth of time to be there. Usually the parks open around 8 a.m. Sometimes it shifts, but 8 is usually the the normal time mm. okay so so you talked about rides um we have our like kurt and i have our rides we love to do right but then i yeah. think as noah gets older we're gonna have to shift and put our obviously because we're parents now we have to put our our wants and needs take a back seat so how do you guys how have you and ryan navigated like doing the things you guys want to do with making sure Ray is happy and she's done the ride she wants to do. Yes. So that's a good question. And I think there's kind of two steps to it in regard to rides. If there are thrill rides, space mountain that you guys want to go on to, there's two options for you. One, the common option is a rider switch program that they have it at the park. So rider switch means if you've got two adults and one child or X amount of children that cannot ride that ride. You guys walk through the line all together as a group. Rider one goes on the ride while rider two sits back with the kids in a waiting area, usually off to the side of the loading area of the ride. And then when the rider one comes back, rider two swaps. It's pretty simple. However, we don't use it that often because we almost always have another adult with us, like a third Mm. or fourth adult. And so then we just kind of do our own exterior rider swap. So two adults will go ride the ride while they the other two adults hang back with our daughter. And that, if you can swing it, if you've got grandparents going with you on this trip, that's a great opportunity to have the second set go take your child to the playground or go uh, roam or go ride another ride like the teacups or It's a Small World for the umpteenth time. 
That's kind of how we often do isn't it is we, we though, swap. Isn't the benefit of that rider swap thing that you don't have to stand in line twice? Is that right? Like you get off the ride. You're right. You're right. But for us, it is a disservice to our daughter, or at least that's how <laughs> we see it, because she's had to wait in line at something that frankly kind of scares her. She doesn't like indoor rides. It's loud and noisy in Space Mountain. We'll just keep using that as an example. I don't want to make her wait for nothing. And so our group is, we go often enough that I don't think we're too concerned about having to do a second wait in a ride line. Um, so it just kind of works out for the best. And she's none the wiser that we went to go ride Space Mountain because she's in Toontown playing in their playground or whatever. <laughs> All right. That works so out. It works, that works for out. us. But you'll, you'll finesse it on your own. I, I always say, in addition to getting there early and hitting up Fantasyland early with little ones, if your kids have never been to Disneyland or have never ridden a ride at all, start with some of those super easy outdoor rides. Some of those dark rides like Alice and Snow White and Peter Pan can be a little scary for kids. So give them some of those really easy ones like Storybook Land or It's a Small World. My daughter loves Dumbo, something that they, oh, the carousel is a big one in our family too. So I recommend doing some of those outdoor ones and get the kid acclimated to just theme park rides in general. So I think, you know, we're, we're, Kurt and I with Noah, like we're in this world where he just kind of sleeps when he wants to sleep, (laughs) which is rare. Like he's, he's super good, right? Like he will sleep from 8 p.m. till 6, 7 in the morning. Which, knock on wood, that continues. Daytime napping, not so great. And especially I think it's because he's so little and in that, like, mode of, like, soaking everything in, like I said earlier. So, like, tips on getting the little one to actually take a nap so they don't turn into a complete monster later in the day. Yeah. You know, every parent knows their kid the best, so... Take what I say with a grain of salt and what works with with your scenario. And you got to read the room, right? You got to figure out how the kid is going to operate. And every parent knows that breaking point. You know when your kid has reached that limit. For us, Ray gets this like kind of googly-eyed crazy look in her face and is like <laughs> laughing uncontrollably. And we're like, okay, we are about five minutes away from a meltdown. So we try to use some of those languages that we've learned. But I would say there are two things. If you are going to Disneyland and you're staying at one of the Disney properties or you're staying close by with a 15-minute walk, go back. Expect that you're going to go back for nap times and go back before you think you need to. So if you thought we'll leave the park at 3 p.m., it probably means you need to leave the park at 2 p.m. so that your kid by 3 is down for their nap. So That's a good luxury. There are a million hotels that are within like a 10 to 15 minute walk from the Disneyland Resort, which is a benefit of going to Disneyland over Disney World. But if you're if you don't have that option, we never have that option because we drive down from Los Angeles. We figure out how to get her to nap in a stroller by finding locations that are a little bit quieter. There's no such thing as a silent place that I have found at Disneyland. But there are some. I don't think it does, but there's some quieter spots and my two favorites are both in California Adventure. One of them is in front of the Cars ride, the Cars Land ride in the back 
by the ride. And so you can see the cars kind of swooping down. They have the big um, kind of Arizona-looking mountains everywhere. Oh, is this like if Over you're coming there, from all the restaurants? Like the, the food court, that giant yeah. food court, and you enter – that view, yes. by the way, when you enter Cars Land from over there is just It's the best view. It's the best view. I have a great photo that we'll put up on social. But um, that is a great spot because the music a little bit quieter over there. And you just kind of get the whooshing of the cars going by. But otherwise, it's pretty quiet. So we like to go over there. Usually we'll have a beer. There is a Carl Strauss beer cart right by there. Well, you know yes. what else is right there? Um my what? favorite margaritas in all of Disneyland at that margarita stand right over there. So so you'll get a margarita. I'll get a beer. We'll let the kids nap um, right there. It's a great spot. <laughs> the other spot in California Adventure is what we were talking about earlier, which is that Animation Academy. That is magical. So if you've never been, you walk inside. It's fully air conditioned, which is necessary this summer. And they have scenes from all of the Disney movies playing on repeat. So there's this montage of great songs constantly playing and, and imagery from the animation side of making those movies. It's, it's very quiet, but also very, like, calming. And Ray loves it. She now is too old to nap, so she just kind of dances around in that room, mm-hmm. and it's lovely. But before, she would often nap. And pro tip – at least before COVID, I think still they will allow you to do this. You could take your stroller all the way in there if you oh, need to. Oh, you didn't have to park Actually, it. Actually, scratch that. Scratch that. You do have to park your stroller. Oh. I just remembered. Wow. So another pro tip. This is my second pro tip for it. Another pro tip is they have seating in there. So if you need to nurse your child or if you need to just find a spot to kind of lay out, they have a lot of seating, a lot of like couch seating in there. Yeah, it's it's beautiful in there. I mean, pre having a kid, Kurt and I always like to go in there. Kurt loves it in there. Um, I think he's super jazzed to be able to take Noah in there and just show Noah that room and like let Noah take in the images and the like sounds and everything yeah. else. Because it's kind of like it's for a super young baby. That room is like a crazy sensory like room. It's dark. It's cool, bright images. The music, like I think it's gonna be. Really cool to see Noah, like, just react to it. And I can't wait yes. to see. I really, like, I'm getting a little teary-eyed again. Here you go, making me cry on the podcast. Um, I'm, like, to be able to see my husband with our son in this, like, part of DCA that I know my husband loves so much, like, that's going to be pretty incredible to just see him with Noah in there and taking in the whole thing. It's going to be great. I can't, I can't wait. Yeah. And... You can also take alcohol in there. So parents, if Cheers. you're going in and you need an air-conditioned spot to drink that beer or wine or whatever well, you've picked up, and that you can crazy do that in there. little cocktail that we talked about the other week is from right around the corner there. That like banana whiskey, oh yeah, something or other thing that I wanted to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's exciting. Mm. Well, good. I think the last kind of couple of tips that I have are pretty pretty broad. They have playgrounds. They've got a Disney Junior dance show. Find those things. Give your kid a chance to run around because waiting in lines is really hard for a kid. And there's no amount of like showing them videos on your phone that are going to keep their attention for like an eight to 10 hour day while they're waiting in lines. So 
If you're going with small kids, plan on finding some of those places to just let them run and be a kid. And if you're thinking, man, I spent all this money to come here and they're just in a playground or they're kind of doing that kind of stuff, I think you have to just be okay with it. It comes right back to my first note. Manage your expectations as an adult well, of what you're going to experience. Well, it's not just any playground. It's, a, it's Mickey Mouse's house or like Donald, like yeah. over in Toontown, right? Like Toontown is one gigantic playground. Our daughter loves the Redwood Creek uh, playground trail that's in California Adventure. It's outdoors. It looks like the Redwood Forest, yep. and it's awesome. Oh, oh yeah. That's where we saw um, Chippendale during Touch of Disney, and Chip yeah. wanted Dale, or Dale wanted Chip to have one of our diapers. That was a... <laughs> that, well, that, that was sounds disgusting. Yep, it was. <laughs> um, there you go, Chippendale, after your diapers. Um, yeah. You know, the, I, yeah, I can't wait. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um to be able to be there with our son um and hopefully uh all goes well few meltdowns is the goal so we'll see um yeah and know that like i think that's the other thing whenever meltdowns have occurred which are rare for us and i know we're, we're very fortunate but when meltdowns occur remember like don't be so hard on yourself as a parent because you're at disney is a lot for a kid to take in they're still having a great time. Don't be too hard on them. Don't be too hard on yourself. And find a quiet place to yeah. de-escalate if you need to. And maybe that quiet place is your hotel room if you are staying at a hotel room. And if it's not, go find a quieter spot all around the parks. They they exist. You just have to kind of search around. Yeah. I think he's he's really good that he um, – the meltdowns usually only occur when the body clock says, uh, hello, human servants. It is now time to feed me. Where is my bottle? Like, Oh, <laughs> yes. He's, he's figured out what time he eats every day. And he'll be like – Of course he'll he He'll be does. like just perfectly calm and happy. And then next thing you know, it's like, wait a second. I know what time it is. And like just <laughs> meltdown until the bottle has appeared out of thin air. <laughs> magic from his that's dad. incredible um yeah so i can't that's wait amazing. it's gonna be fun we are gonna be there in a week from today we'll be like running to the airport to fly down um i Yay! can't wait i can't wait to see you in real life in person I not know. on a screen um and i know we are going to have so much to talk about when we get back oh so much and folks i've decided um no on the turkey leg it's just no, 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 no. I saw the no, poll results. It. it was overwhelmingly people wanted you to have the turkey leg. So yeah, and and I know that you said yes on the poll results, and I and don't you, appreciate it. <laughs> and I don't appreciate anyone who said yes. I just you, don't think the it's people needed. have spoken. It is needed. And video of you eating a turkey leg is needed. And I think I'm gonna have the full support. Of every grown human being, and probably your daughter, I think we can convince your daughter on, in, on this one as well, to convince you to eat the turkey leg when we were at Disneyland. Ugh. It just sounds so gross. Just, just they don't sink look the great. teeth into that flesh. It's nope. going to be delicious. No, no, no. You lost me there. No, no, no. It's going to be good. Ugh. Okay. Again, if you want Dana to eat the turkey leg, please comment. I will put a poll up on the Instagram page on our Instagram page so she can't mess with the results and like, you know, uh -huh. pull a pull a pull a voter fraud on us here. So, um Dana will I be I demand a recount. Leg. <laughs> Jesus. 
on that, I'm going to have a nightmare now. Um, so Dana will be eating a turkey leg, some of it, a bite, something. It will happen. We'll see. It will happen. It's up in the air, folks. It's up in the air. <laughs> so stay tuned. Will our friendship survive the trip to Disneyland when I have tied Dana down and force fed her a turkey leg? We'll see. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. Again, you know where to find us. If you're looking to plan a Disneyland trip, Disney World trip, reach out, get a price quote from me. It's free. Also at Disneyland, if you're looking to stay at any of those good neighbor resorts, we're staying at one called the Hyatt House. There's another excellent one called the Howard Johnson that has a whole... The Howard Johnson. We all know what a Hojo is, but it's they've a got Hojo. a super cool play area, it's water park area. It's not your everyday Hojo, the one in Anaheim. It's not. It's very colorful. And apparently a big a big sell is that water park. So all of those things I can book for you as well. Uh, reach out to us and we'd love to help plan your vacation for you. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be for sure to let you all know how the Hyatt House is. It's literally a 10-minute walk to the gates of the park. Um We've got rooms with like bunk beds and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. All right, folks. We'll have a good one and we'll report back about our exciting trip in one week. Have a great one. Bye. Bye. Bye.